backpackers, travellers and globetrotters from all around the world. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Itchy Feet podcast by Nomad Coops. Very recently, I was welcomed on board a sailboat to experience and share this story of ambition turned reality with all of our Itchy Feet community. So kick back and listen to how two Dutch sailors, Jordi and Dan, accidentally bought a boat and are attempting to sail home. Welcome to the show, boys. Right now, we're in Ely, on board Samara. We are sitting here in lovely seas. Not too windy out there. But this is an interesting story. It's a story that begins with a couple of jokes between two people who'd never met each other, an accidental trip around the world. It starts with a boat, basically. <laughs> like all sailing trips, they do have to start with a boat. But it's kind of an interesting question I get when people ask me how I got out here and, and what I ended up doing is... I ended up meeting a bloke who accidentally bought a boat. Yeah. Now, how does that even start? So, first of all, I was traveling around Australia in a, uh, in a tiny house truck, which I built myself as well. And I was in West Australia, and I got a guy over in Sydney who wanted to buy my truck. So I decided to drive my truck to Sydney to sell my truck. And while driving to Sydney, I got like, you know, the Instagram uh, advertisement kind of thingies. Yep. Uh, we said marine auctions. So I clicked on it and I saw this both. And I was like, you know what? If I'm really going to sell this truck, if the guy's going to buy it, I'm just going to put in an offer and I'll see what's going to happen. So yeah, this guy bought the truck. And I put in an offer. I got like a phone call from the auctioneer and he said like, uh, yeah, the, the offer you put in is actually ridiculous. Uh, the guy is never going to accept that. So I had another figure in my mind, which was like my absolute max. So I told him like, this is going to be my, uh, my budget. That's it. And he said like, yeah, still like really low. I was like, yeah. And then he said, yeah, I'm not going to go like back and forth, back and forth. It's going to be like one offer. Yes or no. I was like, uh, yeah. It's still going to be the same hasn't, offer. That's hasn't my, changed. Yeah, exactly. That's just, that's it. So he called me back like 15 minutes later. He was like, oh man, you're, you're, you're damn lucky. You got yourself a boat. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got myself a boat. <laughs> so I decided just to like, uh, as we say in Dutch, sleep it over. Yeah. So we just go and be- go to bed. You got the same saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh. sleep, sleep it off, sleep on it. Sleep yeah, yeah. on it, I think is an Aussie term. Yeah. Uh, basically going to bed and waking up and being like, Fuck, I own a boat. Yeah, yeah, that's how it went. So the next morning I woke up and um, I I poured myself a cup of coffee, opened Facebook, and I saw a message of like a crazy Dutch guy who said like, oh, I just bought a catamaran and I'm going to sail back to the Netherlands. Who wants to join? So I was like, nah, fuck that. That's impossible. So that's where like uh, this guy comes in. Yeah, that's where I came in. So uh, I arrived uh, the 12th of March in Australia. And a few days later, the lockdown kind of started, so I couldn't do anything anymore. And I bought a car, and I lived in my car in front of a hostel because I didn't want to pay for a hostel. And I was real, a, real backpacker yeah. style. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the toilet and I took a shower in the hostel. And then I ran back to my car. So, um, so I didn't find any jobs because of it because my original plan was to work here for 88 days and tra- then travel through australia 
So I was bored and I was driving around with one of my friends in the car in Australia, Maruchidor, and I was like, I'm gonna put a joke on Facebook in a Dutchies group. <laughs> and I put a post that I had bought a catamaran. And I got so many messages from newspapers, SBS Australia and SBS Dutch. And so also Jordi picked it up and he sent me a message, yo, I bought a boat and we were calling about it. And he was asking me, do you have any sail experience? And I was still joking around. I was like, so at this stage, yeah. <laughs> Jordi thinks you're serious about this catamaran and convoying all the way to Netherlands. Yeah. You've not met Jordi before at no. this stage. Uh, and you've now got all these international journalists contacting you to have these interviews and this amazing epic journey of this catamaran that doesn't exist <laughs> to go yeah, all the way to the Netherlands yeah. <laughs> and Jordi with a boat actually wanting to convoy with yeah, you yeah. <laughs> with your non-existent catamaran. Yeah, so uh, I, uh, we had a call and one of my friends was filming me while I was doing the call. Jesus. That's a nice bloke. Right? <laughs> lovely, lovely guy. <laughs> so that was the first time we called and the second time uh, my stepdad said make reality out of it and he's like try to get some money for a boat or something and then then I called with Jordi he's like you can also join me and one week later I arrived 15 minutes later than Jordi arrived at the boat because he didn't see it yet and it was like yo I'm Daniel yo I'm Jordi let's do this <laughs> so, so you'd literally not met each other before you'd met the boat so the thing is, I didn't see the boat before buying it. I didn't know him before buying the boat. I was there 15 minutes earlier than So in the space of 15 minutes, it was, hey, here's your house. And then 15 minutes later, it was, hey, here's your house, mate. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he was like, oh, and uh, show me around. I was like, yeah, man, I think we're going to do it together. <laughs> <laughs> Can't show you around something I've never seen before. <laughs> oh, I love that. So you get on the boat and you've met each other. Thankfully, you actually get along. Still. Still, still, yeah. Still, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah well done. <laughs> well deserved. But then, like, you did a lot of work on it, is it not? So, it started way different because the whole advertisement said, like, it's ready to go. Yeah. He was lying to so. me as well, Jordi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so there's, there's the payback there's the payback not just like oh yeah I lied to you about my camera and like, yeah I'm gonna fuck you now yeah, exactly. you know what it's not fucking ready to go yeah. no. so uh, the afternoon they said like it's it just it's good to go so we drove it to uh, the boatworks which is pretty close to the like, marina Island. yeah boatworks marina um, just to like get like last few checkups yeah so that kind of stuff and when we're like driving it towards the boat works uh, it stopped working <laughs> it was really nice experience. that's a concern yeah so the gearbox was leaking and it just blocked up <coughs> then we were there like without okay imagine this right because i crossed the border from uh, melbourne uh, I, I i had to like self-isolate for two weeks yeah so i couldn't move i put in my address at the boat works I was on a boat without a license, which was like too big for me, which wasn't working on a river with an anchor, which wasn't working as well. And I had to self-isolate. That is the world's biggest recipe for disaster. Yeah. And then we saw like a small boat uh, coming up oh, towards yeah, us. Yeah. And it was, I was like, oh, it's police, police. And we're like, oh my God. I was like, uh, like thinking of all those fines of $13,000, yeah, that kind of stuff. Fun. So uh, in the end, it was a security guy who just 
No, it's Corona. I'll be tossing yeah. Corona. No. <laughs> no, it's Corona. No, no, it actually managed to help us out. We, so we anchor by hand. And then I checked the gearbox and I managed to get it working again. And then we had to drive with one nuts to the boat works. It was so much us, fun. It took oh. us like three hours or something You're to get kidding. there. And then we had to moor the boat on the dock without ever having moored a boat that size, that weight, that kind of stuff on a dock before, without like a working gearbox. In a yeah. boat works with like million dollar boats. You're kidding. So how much time did you spend out there fixing it? So the original idea, what Yori told me was three weeks. Yeah, That's why I that was your intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, when we were, were on the dock, we found out that the rigging wasn't right um, and some more problems. So the three weeks turned into 10 weeks and we're still not done because the anchor system is still not really working. After. I remember when uh, I saw the video, so if anyone does want to go and check this out, definitely see how much hard work's gone into this, this boat uh, on YouTube. What is your YouTube channel? Lost sales. Lost sales. Well, so, lost sales. So yeah, there you go. There's a, a lost yeah. sales plug for yeah, you. Yeah, with the Aussie accent, is like lost sales. Like, lost sales, mate. Sales, lo lost sales. Lost sales. So, <laughs> so go and check out lost sales because you can actually see what you guys actually uh, got up to out there, which is my first contact with you guys after I spoke to you. I watched that YouTube video. You guys had cranes going in there. You had different engines. You had everything happening there. Like this was not a small feat. Like there was a fair bit of work going into that. Uh, Ten weeks, seven, seven days a week. With one day we completely did nothing and like maybe two or three afternoons yeah. we did nothing but then yes, we're doing nothing we were thinking about the boat and talking about the boat yeah so basically it became life was the boat before the boat was even in the water yeah, yeah we were on yeah, the hard yeah. stand as well really like depressive professional yeah. professional hard stand sailors right? yeah yeah in the time on the hard stand we replaced uh the mass we replaced the rigging we replaced the rudder we replaced nav nav navigation gear uh, replaced the engine did i say that and we painted the boat, we painted the deck, we a lot of work. And then we got into the water. Yep. But we had friends of Danny on board. Yep. The first three, but eventually one held for like six weeks, maybe four or oh, five, I don't know. We were so happy with this guy. Yeah. Mace is his name. Yeah, he was like he was just not complaining. He was just he was just there. Yep. And he just did his job. Yeah. And it was oh so good. He he helped us mentally as well, because if you like with the three he just progresses a lot faster, Yeah, I guess. Um, so we did like the first trip with them and the people we met like along the time uh, in Morrington Bay. After that, we decided to like put an ad on Facebook, I guess, to get like more people like also to join our adventure. Mm -hmm. That's when I roll in. So yeah, I, it was kind of odd for me. It sort of happened real fast. I think I was in the space of about four, five days maybe. I was sort of fun employed, trying to make the most out of a, a shitty COVID situation. And yeah, I, I saw your little thing and about uh, who wants to come and join us going from Malulabar up north. And, and man, I, I used to I used to dream of, of living on the on the sea and, and learning a few things along the way. And to me, that was perfect. I ended up shooting you guys a message. And within about, yeah, four days, I was coming down to meet you guys, picking up Dan at a hostel <laughs> because your card broken down and you just left it there and <laughs> yeah, no worries, like <laughs> something like that. I'll, I'll pick you up and we'll take yeah. you there. And uh, yeah, jumped on board and that was my first uh, sight of Samara. What is Samara? Is it a Dutch word? Is it an it's English word? Is it a Arab, name? Is Arab it a... word. It means protected by God. Protected by God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Right, well, that's good because that sort of segues into what you need on the on the high seas. You need yeah. to be protected by God. And you've experienced it as well. I have. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was blown away. Like honestly, the, the literally, <laughs> literally. So, so the the first day we came out, uh, we pulled out of Malula Bar, and man, that was gorgeous. Like we had really nice seas, nice wind, just cruising along. And even you guys were like, "Oh, it might get a bit rough when we go across the sandbar. It'll be fine." Like we just coast along. I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool." This is pretty easy. We almost run over a couple of kayakers because they were being pricks. Oh man! Like, remember yeah. those guys? Like, do, do, oh yeah, no worries. Oh, big, at the beginning, yeah. at the beginning, big boat coming my way. Oh, rather than stop and let the boat go, like, oh no, we're just oh, gonna. Oh yeah, we were glass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, Next oh. Last time I went over one one and I, oh, I need another kayak on board. Mate, yeah. <laughs> teach them a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we coasted along. Man, that was such a beautiful day, and then. Uh, at this stage, you didn't have an autopilot either at that stage, correct? Oh, yeah. No, we had one, but we didn't know how to but work. But it wasn't really working. Yeah, so you drive a lot. No. I did it the days before. I was like eight hours a day so, just driving around. So, so Dan's just the, the driving master. I tuned in for a little bit. I did about an hour of it. So I got, oh, my, yeah, got, got my sea legs. Yeah, got, yeah. yeah. yeah you did your sea legs. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I remember Dan, uh, we were sailing overnight. Was that the first time you guys had sailed overnight? Yeah, it was. So Dan had gone had a snooze, and um, Dan, what do, what do you call it? I, I know you, you gave it a name that evening. The horrendous, terrible night. The horrendous, the night, horrendous night. night yeah. The terrible night. It was. It was an interesting night. Yeah, um, <laughs> the interesting night. Yeah, yeah. The interesting night. <laughs> so Dan was asleep. Myself and Yordi. Uh, Yordi just got the autopilot going, and we were having a breeze up there, oh. sitting on the back, drinking a few red wines, we were and fishing. I was fishing and life was good. It was about 9 p.m. We're a little bit off Rainbow Beach, sort of almost at Fraser Island area. What happened? <laughs> yeah, what so, happened? Yeah, I guess like, the, um, yeah, we, we were like cruising so nicely. We had like the waves behind us. We had like the wind on 120 degrees. We'd literally commented on it. We'd actually said, oh, yeah. this is the stuff. Like, this, this is, is what it's about. Now that we've got yeah. the autopilot going, life is good. Oh, and we were going like six knots, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We were just going like... We're, fanging. We were fanging. We were fanging it. it. Yeah. We were fanging it. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, the, because we had like three sails out, like the general, the jib and the main, and all of a sudden, like, um, the waves started to change. They were going from the side instead of from the back. And like a jib was, was doing like crazy things with the wind. So I was like, oh, something, something's off. You know what I mean? Like things are changing. Mm-hmm. Well, I had like half glass of wine. So obviously you have to like uh, weigh out the importance, which was the glass of wine at the moment, which is and still the worst assistant. <laughs> and, 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 and still is. And still is. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I decided to drink my wine first before I take any action. And I think in a matter of minutes yeah yeah just it went so quick like a matter of minutes uh like the wave just it went from like 0.5 meters to 1.5 meters to 2 meters something like that and all of a sudden we had like the wind not coming from 120 degrees but from 90 degrees and not like the, the 17 80 knots but i guess it was like around 30 knots the yeah. waves were 3.5 that night 3.5 even yeah oh. there you go so we had a full gale coming across the boat oh so at that time like and the autopilot got stuck yeah, how to say it like proper English? Like, doesn't really matter. Like, the muscles so touching the, the water. Ma- yeah, the muscles. <laughs> the muscles thirsty. Yeah. How do you say it in proper English? The mast was touching, touching the water. water. Like, yeah, we were li- we had sails touching water. Um, 
Yeah, that was interesting. Yordi, bless you, mate. I was, uh, you held your head, did what you needed to do. You too, mate. You were balancing the boat. Yeah, so <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got two claims to infamy on this boat that we currently sit on, and the first one is the fact that how heavy is this boat? Twenty six tons. Yeah. Twenty six tons. So I've tried to counterweight a twenty six ton boat just by standing on the side that is the highest. I'm still getting wet by like the spray coming off, <laughs> and the fact that I feel like me standing on the opposite side will counterweight it and lift the boat back up to normal, you know, ninety degrees. Like, yeah, not That's my a beautiful thought though. I, yeah. that... <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, so I just thought I'll counterweight the boat. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was unreal, and I think that was when you sort of popped your head up and was like, "There was like I was sleeping a few seconds before, and suddenly I was sleeping on the wall." And so that's, <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, this is not normal. I guess it was my first night sail as well, and I arrived upstairs. No one was behind the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> And you, and you still imagine the autopilot wasn't working. Yeah, so. yeah, you didn't know that, that you already fixed the autopilot either. So, so, so someone should have been behind the wheel when you woke up. Yeah. So, yeah, so I came upstairs. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Then I saw Yordi's face. I was like, oh, something is wrong. <laughs> Aaron was uh, hanging on the other side of the car. Just getting can't. wet. <laughs> Just counterweighting. Yeah. And uh, with the right code that I typed in, I could... Um, Unlock the autopilot. <laughs> Doesn't wasn't Switching working off anymore. Switching the electricity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't working anymore. Yeah. It was locked. Yeah. That, that, oh, that and at, that, at the same time, I climbed like climbed to the front of the boat to drop the mainsail. Yeah, and then we. Uh, oh, your face back. at that moment, man, was. Uh... I was terrified. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I was quite fearful myself, but I thought. What probably didn't instill me with a lot of confidence, which actually kind of did in a way, it's kind of reversing itself, was when you said, um, I've got a lot of faith in this boat now that I know what it can do. Yeah. Like, it was it was definitely terrifying at the time. And I think for the three of us, we all sort of, you know, were like, okay, let's take a second here. Like, oh, man, yeah. Um, we talked about going back to Rainbow Beach. Was that a thing? I know, I heard I, just... I said it because yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> But it yeah, wouldn't have like wouldn't have made any sense. But yeah, yeah. never went to Lady Elliot. I, I, yeah, I yeah. fell asleep. I thought about like going to sleep with my life jacket on. Yeah, we'll see that. <laughs> but who someone, does that? Someone, someone else already did it. So that that's the second claim to fame of mine. <laughs> I had the life jacket on as I should, and uh, but sleeping under the deck in the cabin with a life jacket probably this is really smart not not the not smart and not the not the bravest thing i think anyone's ever done <laughs> it was really brave so yeah. I, well my, my theory was i was quite i was quite terrified and i was like well maybe <laughs> if you were like are you okay yeah Nothing's wrong. <laughs> no, nothing's wrong. I just need a beer and uh, I, I lay down. Like, <laughs> and sure enough, I was like, "Well, you know, I'll, I'll just sleep through the fear," and that's what I did. And I woke up in the morning. Everything was well. We were cruising along. No, he woke up while like we were surrounded by whales from everywhere. Oh, dude. Honestly, like as much as it was an interesting first night, 
dude, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I think just something like that too, like teaches you guys a little bit about each other as well. You know, you're both there, you both got each other's backs. Oh, that's um, pretty cool, right? Oh, yeah. dude. The next few days after that, like the fact that we could sit around, have a chat, have a laugh and be like, dude, yeah, you're a fucking sleep with a life jacket on your dickhead. <laughs> yeah, that, that was unreal, man. And then it was only like, it was only up from there. And I mean... We saw two days worth of humpback whales like breaching constantly. We haven't seen that much. We haven't anymore, anymore. No. So I'm the lucky chump. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. No, we've had. What did we get? We got dolphins. We got manta rays at Lady Elliot. Turtles. Um, will. Turtles. Yeah. Turtles at Lady Musgrave. We got some serious marine life mm. for those few days. Underwear Aaron on Lady Musgrave. What? Underwear Aaron? Yeah, underwear Aaron the night. That he was. Oh, oh yes! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. so. Welcome, here is Underwear Aaron. <laughs> so I have three claims to infamy. Oh, three, three. <laughs> oh shit. The, the third one was at Lady Musgrave. Beautiful <laughs> island. But we'd, we'd sort of. We dropped anchor out the front, waiting for the sun to come up so that we could get through the, the little slot there. and uh, yeah, I was asleep. It was about 4 a.m. and we started to drag a little. Is that what was happening? And then, of course, we did. <laughs> yeah, we started to drag, and and I just hear Dan from up on the on the deck. He's like Aaron, and I'm like half asleep. I'm like, is that Dan? Like, Aaron, I'm like fuck, that is Dan. He's like, yeah, Yordi needs help. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Sprint <laughs> up to the deck. I'm standing next to Yordi at the front of the boat. He's like. Why are you wearing your underwear? <laughs> like, Get a fucking like, jacket, mate. <laughs> Get a jacket. Like, hey, Borat. <laughs> like, oh, I thought it was an emergency. So, yeah, it was probably about, like, six degrees out there and fucking windy. Um, and sure enough, I'm cruising around in my undies and... Cruising I mean, around. <laughs> I mean, like... I'd, I'd known Yordi and Dan for about four days at that stage and just trying to lift anchors in my jocks. Like. We've only, we've only seen you in a life jacket so far. <laughs> <laughs> Once I'd come out in my jocks and we'd pulled up the anchor, you guys literally drove for like four hours up and down, did you not? Waiting for the sun oh, to come. Oh, man. Yeah. It was really nice. Because for Lady Musgrave, we had to like enter a lagoon, which is like... Um, Small slot yeah. without any lights like on the Like five bush. meters, five meters wide or something like that. Like yeah. no boys, no lights, no nothing. So we had to wait until daylight. That's and our beam is 4.5, so it was really narrow. And so I ended up jumping off from Gladstone and I flew back and started my road trip up. But you guys kicked on, went out to the Percy's? Yeah. Yeah. Now we're, you've got yourselves to Airlie. Yeah. Uh, you're here got, again. And yeah. I'm here again. You can't keep me down. You're going on now to the Whit Sundays. Gonna go and check those out with five people joining yeah, you. Five to, people. And a uh, bunch of backpackers from all around the world again. Uh, so Israeli people, Dutch and Spanish. Espanol. Yeah. Yeah. We just had like some Danes, Danish people on board. Yeah. And Germans. And Germans, yeah. yeah. So we, it's all about we, just bringing everyone together then, isn't it? Like you said, like having those different people kind of makes the tour and it makes like your journey even even more like so sort of important. And Yeah, of course, like with you on board, um, don't get me wrong, but it was like the first time for us as well. Yeah. So we're like, we're actually in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> <all together. laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but a second time with like the Germans and the Danish people, I had a few moments of like intense happiness, I guess, mm -hmm. because of the happiness of other people. Mm -hmm. So it made me realize uh, how lucky we actually are to yeah. experience it, to have this adventure and to like share this with other people. Yeah. And yeah. It's pretty awesome. 
going forward, you guys are going up Wit Sundays and then up to Cairns after a few trips around the Wit Sundays, yeah. living the dream, and then uh, Indonesia. Is that right? If yes. Corona's gonna let us go there, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Hopefully. And, but then it's on to the Netherlands. So you guys are going to go, that aim is to go across from Indonesia, across the Indian Ocean. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. To like, um, Mauritius and Reunion. Reunion. South Reunion. Africa. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Brazil. Yeah. Oh, and then straight across the Atlantic yeah. to Yeah, so that's Brazil. like the only way with the trade winds to, to go to, like from South Africa to like almost the top of Brazil. Yeah. Which is a pretty long trip, five yeah, weeks or something. Five weeks, open water. Open water. Shit. Well, then it's on to the Netherlands for you guys. So, I oh, mean, don't, don't miss out on the Caribbean, man. Brazil, Caribbean, New York City, New York. <sighs> I might north. have to come over there as well. I reckon I might just like jump on every couple, like you know. No like, worries. Meet us in LA. I might catch us in Cairns. Podcast bar too. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you can yeah. you can earn some stamps. You get a free coffee. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I've, no, but guys, honestly, it's it's what you guys are doing is what literally people dream of doing and are too afraid to do. It's brave. It's ambitious, and I love every bit of it. What you guys are, are doing is literally something that people can live vicariously through. And the fact that you guys have all these people back home that are watching you, like, you know, through Netherlands TV and radio and that, trying to contact you, like, all these people are riding on your journey. And, dude, that's so cool. I think we're too down to earth to re really, like, realize it, I guess. Yeah. But we're just drinking our beers on the deck while there's sunset and singing a little bit along. Yeah. Nothing wrong <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong that's with what that. what we do. But, yeah, boys, honestly, thanks for having me on board for the past six days and then tonight just hanging out man it's a nice little reunion i'm sure like we said indonesia is probably the next stop if not cairns and then caribbean i've always wanted to see it yeah, nice. <laughs> why, why the hell always not? welcome man it was a pleasure to have you on board definitely yeah thanks boys really appreciate it a big thank you to the lost sales boys yordi and dan both for having me and for coming on the itchy feet podcast for those of you listening at home, you can follow the Lost Sales journey by following their Instagram. It is at Lost Sales or by following their YouTube, which we shamelessly plugged throughout our chat there. Head over to Nomad Coops on Instagram, follow us. And if you could give us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify, and you can always hit us up on nomadcoops.com for all manner of stories to do with travel. But until next time, guys, that is all from us at the Itchy Feet Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week.